but they started putting like these rules in place, like no small wheels because small wheels were more popular with the black folks who were doing dance skating. Um, no colorful, uh, no colorful uh, shoes or skates because you know we had the patterns, the prints, we was fly. So they like banned those. Yeah, and we still see the implications of that because if you look now at dance skates, a lot of them are black or white, neutral colors. Um, and more of the sh- it was a party, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm Hanifa Walid, and this is Red Summer, and we are your gay aunties. And for those who don't know, your gay aunties is a weekly podcast that is centered around queer adulting. If you want Auntie Hanifa, Auntie Red to answer questions about life, love, or any of other life's experiences, tap your aunties on our shoulders via email at yourgayaunties at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter at, of course, your gay aunties. And every Sunday we go live, like right now, here live on YouTube. So please subscribe. And today is a special day. We are going live. This is a special lights on presentation slash fundraiser cause. We keeping the lights on for all independent queer podcasts. And our special guest today is Money and Nikita from Queer Walk Pod. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us. Look, Ma. Four windows. We're so excited so, to have you out here today. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, to be back. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you guys want, we had, when were you guys on last time? I forgot. I don't even have a sense of the time anymore since the pandemic and, you know, the rebellions. That feels like a decade ago. Right. Yeah, exactly. It was, it's like anything before 2020 is like, what, you mean 1990? Yeah. <laughs> it was right. long ago. <laughs> yeah. For real, for real. Well, we're glad that you guys are back on. And we came together because we've been trying out this new thing called Lights On. And so how we're doing it this month is bringing um, our fellow independent queer podcast together and just kind of swapping shows. So this week... Nikita and Money on our show, and then next week we're going to be on their show. But you can listen to us on both shows. Yeah, those two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to support us, um, you can always go um, to the lights on tier. You can donate there at uh, Patreon.com/slash Gayartis. So I'm really excited. I'm excited. Okay, so. I mean, what's good in general? Because we we haven't just let me just catch up with y'all. What's good? How are y'all sisters living? Trying to live. <laughs> you saw Trying that that collective exhale, like. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's ups, <laughs> not a down. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, on the one hand, you know, of course, it's like terrible and exhausting that we have to, in the middle of a pandemic, you know, black people have to say, you know what. It's unjust, it's barbaric, and it's unconscionable that the, you know, the police keep um, killing us. But, I mean, I'm also feeling, like, really, like, energized and because I think it's not just, like, locally, like, here where we live in Syracuse, not even just nationally, but, like, internationally. Yeah. It just feels like, it just seems like so many people have, like, finally said enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And so I think that 
there, you know, again, it's sad that we have to do this shit in the middle of a pandemic, but it's been really amazing to see, you know, the actions, you know, the rebellion and the uprising. And it's not just in the places where we would normally expect it, yeah. but like there's some little small place here in New York called Homer, New York. I saw there was a whole bunch of uh, rednecks in Eastern Kentucky. It was like a mainly white. And it's just, again, it's just like a whole bunch of people, you know, have finally said that. This is enough, so I feel... Or at least they're beginning to the, to have the real conversations, hopefully with themselves as well. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is, I mean, nothing yeah. that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, you know. How you doing? How you doing, Money? Um, I mean, I'm all right. I, it's always, like, times like this is always, like, really hard because, um... I'm like watching my friends do the organizing and the like direct actions. And I always want to serve as like this, um, I don't know, like holding space for folks so that they can stay okay and like go back out to the fight. But because of COVID-19, like I can't do it the way I'm usually doing it, you know, like, so my house can't be like the meeting hub anymore. And um, like, I can't do my healing spaces to be like, physically in a room with folks. So I've been feeling really uh, kind of like lost, like during this, like where, like, how do I, how do I plug in as somebody who um, like identifies more with the, like the rest and reju- rejuvenate part of the resistance. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's something that people do not talk about. Like they talk yeah. about everyone in the streets and the dangers of all the, you know, close proximity of being in the streets, but yeah. culturally, after the march, we meeting up somewhere and we're exactly. debriefing, we're exactly. releasing, we're laughing, we're mm-hmm. healing, we're, we're eating. bandaging up, we're eating. <laughs> uh, yep. eating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's such a huge part of like um, preventing something from becoming trauma is that like space for that event to be validated and for people to be like, that shouldn't have happened. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so I've just been reading this like complex trauma book, like really trying to like do my trauma homework and catch up so I can like be there for folks. So I, you know, I go to the protest with my lavender, with my, uh, with my tinctures and like making sure like everybody is okay. You know, I like, I got the amethyst if you need to do an anxiety countdown, um, <laughs> but like really trying um, to make this moment. Cause there's so many kids out now too like um babies yeah Yeah. and like like kids but like the girls the kids you know so like uh (laughs) the little (laughs) all the little queer kids that are organizing right yeah and so on the front line where they are right yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yep um yeah so i've just been you know Mm -hmm. trying to be there yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone finds where they fit in. I mean, a struggle, a revolution, whatever word you want to give it, everybody mm-hmm. has a place, a function, um, even if that is simply holding space, you know, even in theory. You know what I mean? A holding space, yeah, like, yeah. you can call me up anytime, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still here. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I think it's, it's every part, what's maybe one of the things I appreciate about what's going on is that people are finding, they're getting in where they fit in. Okay, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. If I can hit them streets, I'm hitting them streets. You know right. what I mean? And I remember I, yeah. um, I, I, went, I went at it with this, speaking of something you said, um, uh, Money, I have went at it with this white dude on, on Twitter um, about 
everyone was talking about, you know, the dangers, everyone protesting. He was like, look at COVID just laughing at y'all, right? I was like, you know who else be laughing? Who's laughing right along? Racism. <laughs> you know who's laughing? <laughs> the other pandemic. Pick, yeah. Exactly. Pick one, yeah. motherfucker. Really. Yeah. Really. <laughs> you have to, he actually said, you know what? You got a point. I was like, Exactly. I got ten points. Exactly. So if we coming out now, if we coming out now, don't let it like every nah, nah. We're yeah. gonna come out now. Yeah. I've been kinda having well, and it really just hit yesterday because my mom's neighborhood in Chicago had got really hit by the, the first wave of riots, right? So mm. she walks to the grocery store and home and there's the mm. grocery store is not there anymore. So it kind of just like brought up for her, like, all right, I'm really ready to, to leave now. And her goal was mm. when she left Chicago, she was going to go to Atlanta and my daughter, she was going to be there close to my foster daughter. And my daughter called me last night and she was like, mommy, my whole neighborhood's on fire. And I was like, like, uh, like the place that I thought I was going to, you know, send mom to, to be safe is, is in the same Mm -hmm. situation that the neighborhood that she was moving out of. And I'm just like, okay, like, all right, Mm kind of like go back to the drawing board, kind of like, okay, so then what do we do? How do we make sure that the elders are are safe? How do we make sure that they are taken care of? And I had kind of been able to set up a, a system in Chicago where, you know, people are going by there, you know, somebody's taking their food, somebody's taking her to grocery stores, and there's this added thing yeah. where black people can't go to the stores in the Latino communities in Chicago right now because um, mm. they'll be shot. So, (laughs) and so, wow, yeah, so it's like, you really have to know where to go and what, um, what path you need to take to get from where you are to where you're going so that you're not going through certain communities. And it's, it's a thing, right? And she's just like, Mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed. I need to go. And I'm like, all right, mommy, we're going to, you know, we're going to get the house together. We're going to, you know, (laughs) we're going to get you out. And Mm -hmm. then last night I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, like, how do you, you keep know, taking all of these hits, 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 hits? Like hits. you all are saying, like COVID. Yeah. Like we were just like, okay, maybe we can go outside, and then like everybody's mm-hmm. outside for this reason, which is not right. like hanging out at the park, right? <laughs> this is mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. we're going outside because we want to, right? Right, right now we're going right. outside to save our lives, which is crazy because it's, being exactly. outside is threatening our lives, right? Right. So it's it's, it's so many things that are woven together that it's a little overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um in, in in a in a beautiful way. You know how we say the beautiful struggle? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's almost like a, I feel like we're literally living in a work of art, like that's being made right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, oh, what can it really achieve? I mean, I wasn't alive then, but I think this is probably what 1968 probably felt for our parents who were like young 20s at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That particular mm-hmm. year, in, I mean, the whole 60s was some fuckery, but the yeah. 1968 was really a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Explosive. Yeah, 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 but but this is also it was explosive, um, but this feels explosive, but also in a bonding, healing way. It's it's yeah, it's, 
Yeah, you know what I mean? It's both sides yeah. of the coin working together, you know, to yeah. make some change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. couldn't sorry. <laughs> this, this really amazing group, so we've been organizing with this really group of amazing, sharp, brilliant young people in Syracuse. So they did this 1,000-person march all throughout Syracuse. And then we, we came back uh, to where, uh, where they started. And, you know, they just had music on. And then all of a sudden, it was just like all these just adorable young black kids, you know, just like dancing and just like having a built-in um, community. You know, people had their masks yeah. on. But that's like, I really think that that's like a testament um, to like what it is that you're talking about, Hanifa. And I've seen, I think it's in uh, Seattle. They got something. It's called some kind of autonomous oh, zone. The autonomous yeah. zone. Doing, like, yeah. Teacher, teaching popular education yep. it's like police free and it's like <gasps> i mean i feel like it's like it's a yeah because before before we started recording i don't want to steal i mean i know you're going to talk about it in terms of your uh gym but it's like there's so many people who are like well how can we live in a world without police and it's like this is a time when you can see that people actually come together to sustain and build yeah. community and like take care yeah. of one another and they're doing mm-hmm. it in the streets and exactly so like every time People are like, how can we do this? It's like we've been doing it. We've been doing it. When people, if we, if we can clearly see the benefits of getting rid of slavery, they are from the same institution. Yeah, they are one begets the other. So then you can conceive, right? right. There being no police, right? And I think because there there were no police before slavery, right? So it's like if it wasn't for (laughs) slavery, we wouldn't have any police. Um, And if you think about it, like this. This whole system is built on top of like a, a country and a nation that was already here. So it's like they had ways to do it before <laughs> white people looted their land from them. <laughs> and like without the courtesy of taking notes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. An extra point about the autonomous zone is not that there are no police. It's that the police had to evacuate their own precinct yeah. in order to get yeah. out of the autonomous zone. Like they yeah. were, they are not allowed back into the precinct. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. is a whole oh, in that whole and area. The police station is inside, and they just standing outside the, the yeah. barricade. Like, I don't know they spray painted it. <laughs> they spray painted it to say like Seattle's People Department. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. All right, y'all. All right, yeah. y'all. Yo, let's get to these gems because I mean we dropping gems already. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know that's but, what we do. <laughs> but but Nikita and Money, they brought some gems, so we're gonna do a four gem thing here. You gotta get four gems this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. All right, Money y'all. All right, so y'all. All right, Red, you up first. Yeah. And you know I and love gems. Is, is super short, and it's just a poem. Actually, a poem that I found, and I was kind of like shocked when I read it because. I needed to find it right now, okay? So it's called Mm. How to Peel an Onion. Number one, let your name be more than an exotic spice in the mouths of the colonists. Let it make them cry without apologizing for your flavor. Hide all the water. Make them burn their lazy tongues. Take deep breaths and take it whole. Make them swallow hard and accomplish the impossible. Do not give them the congratulatory t-shirt to commemorate their consumption of your humanity. Make them look you in your eyes and say your name. Quivanchene, Gabare, Shaquita, 
Latifah, and Ayana. Yes! <laughs> Put it on all your applications in bold letters and make the T silent on purpose. Number two, be bold. Fill their nostrils with your scent. Shine your mm. light in their eyes. Be brazen in your otherness. Put same to shame. Crip walk at the Olympics. Do the beanie weenie in the end zone. <laughs> Wear your oh, apple with your oh. evening gown. <laughs> Be amazing on your own terms. Patent your recipe before they sell your shit on eBay. <laughs> Three, mm. put bread in your mouth. They hate to know you're eating well. Four, cut quick. Mm. Don't wait till you calm down. Call them when... Call them what they are to their faces. Put mirrors up all around and show them their reflection. Let them know you are watching. Learn to write letters and emails, make phone calls, and show up at the protest. Threaten to boycott mm. the investors and the advertisers, then do it. Talk about <laughs> it with your friends. Yes. <laughs> Call your local stations. Agree on a plan of action and go with it. Put your money where your dignity is. Five. Turn up Woo! the heat. <laughs> Hold them in the fire till they sizzle. Let them get used to watching what they say about you. If they call your mama gal, you won't believe what they will call your daughters. Make mm. them apologize in front of everybody. Six, Ooh. go past the top layer. Be able to identify when you need to go deeper. Don't be afraid to get past the dirt and rough edges. Fold back the exterior. Dig down to where the heart of the matter is. Expose the fleshy part. This is when it gets hard. Do it anyway. Seven, leave the tiny center intact. Protect her at all costs. Eight, appreciate your lines and layers. Walk up to a mirror and say, hey there, beautiful, and blush. It will be revolutionary. Trust me. Nine, hold the funky part up to your nose. <laughs> Smell the stench of yourself. Know what it looks like so you recognize it when you see it again. History and insults are often repeated. Stop them both before they come back around again. Ten, go on and cry if you need to. Ain't no shame in that. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. Who, who's the poet? That's who's the poet? Did they, did... That's me. Oh, shit. I think she found it online. Yo, yo, you, you know what? I feel so annoyed. You know, I think I think I'm just gonna go. I have my back. Right. All right, bitch wasn't listening. Bitch, bitch wasn't listening. All right. Ben was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm just the one that created this. Episode. No, it's like I found this notebook, and you didn't like, say it a notebook. You, you didn't say notebook. You said you found it. So we thought you said you found it online. You said you I just found this poem to update my website. I just found it in my notebook. I was looking for poems to update my website. And I found it and was like, I don't know this. Come on, guys. Sometimes we don't write for the time in which we write it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even though that's even though that's timeless. Yeah. Yeah. That that, you know, but it really feels good now. Ooh, girl. Thank you. Ah, Shay. Thank you. All right, all right, Nikita. We should have had, we should have had Red go last. Red should have went last. Red should have went last. Got some ebb and flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. Absolutely.
Gems and we'll, we'll do like you said, everybody's okay. a part of this revolution, mm. this creative revolution. That's, that's why, uh, they're the aunties and we're the aunties in training, <laughs> exactly. All right. The cousins, so big cousins, <laughs> the cousin on the cousin on. Also baddie. A baddie. That that's important, yes. but it doesn't hurt. And so Ashley Yates posted this playlist a long time ago, and I favorited it, and I saved it, and I'd never listened to it. And so it's called the Yeehaw Agenda. And it's basically just like all these like black folks doing acoustic music, doing folk music, and doing country music. And I'm a black person from the South. I lived my whole life in the South up until I moved up North. So I have a soft spot for country and it just, I just, the, the playlist is so good. And it just reminds me that black people are unparalleled in terms of cultural pr- production. It's just like, I mean, first of all, <clears throat> you know, country was ours, you know, they, they would have had it, had it not right. been for us. Everything was ours. But like, the, the playlist is so, it's just so good. And again, it just reminds me that black people are just phenomenal at cultural productions. And my favorite genre of music generally is R&B. And I think one of the things that R&B and country have um, in common is that they're just really both selling stories. Yes, yes, say it. Mm-hmm. There's, this one, there's this one track on there. It's so funny. I think it's called Country Girl, but it's just this, it's this song where this girl's talking about how she should have listened to her mama because she went down to the city and got wrapped up with this type of man. And I'm like, regardless, regardless of gender, who among us yes. is not this? Yeah. <laughs> you get wrapped up with somebody trifling. And next thing you know, you crying to somebody and they're like, girl, I told you not to be down there. But I'm glad you took your trifling ass anyway. So... Anyway, again, Yeehaw Agenda. Uh, we can put a, a, a link to it, but on really Spotify, it's on Spotify. Just, just very good music. Yeah, yeah, on Spotify. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, we'll put a um, link in the um, in the description and everything. And it's called. Her name is Ashley Yates. I'm like over here, like look, trying to look her up. Yeah, yeah. Dope. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm looking at. I mean, too. we make every time. <laughs> Basically, we are yeah. culture producers. All right. Oh, am she I gonna, she oh. made that <laughs> she made that playlist after. Um, the Country Music Awards said that Lil Nas X didn't qualify for Old Town Road. That's when she made the playlist. Gotcha. Oh, and, and you know, actually, um, actually, believe it or not, even in country music right now, black artists, not to say that they're not deserving of it, but they're getting a lot more light now and a lot more boost from yeah. country uh, music fans. Mm-hmm. 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 So, hey, whatever the love spreads, let it let it flow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Tony Braxton? Let it flow. <laughs> Let it that was weird for me too. My daughter is um, a singer. She lives in a small town in Louisiana, like small, small town. And every time she has a show, it is packed out. 
with all the people. Like, I don't, and they're just like, oh, we just she does like, country music. She does a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does a little bit of everything. She does a little blues and jazz, and you know, because this is the crowd, and it's crazy. Oh, you know, blues is the you know the start of it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's keep it moving. Um, all right, uh, so my jam. All right, okay. Just something you know. Um, I've been like really um looking at some land lately and um, trying to imagine community, you know, as I age and all this. And it just got me thinking. So I'll say it like this. Good Sunday morning to your children. Here we go. My gem this week (laughs) is in praise of what I see in these streets with the incredible organization, diligence, and, and movement a wall of movement of young people. What a beautiful generation you are. Beautiful. You are literally the manifestation of a lot of endless plans and car flips. The universe has gone amok and reconvened itself in this time, your time. Push. So this week's gem is an exercise in your collective imagination of what you want your world to be well beyond now, okay? And I offer with this gem right here that the best place to begin imagining your future is to imagine growing old in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you know everything ends but time and change. A little nod to Octavia Butler on that one. <clears throat> so, retirement. Well, let's start there. That word sucks. Let's just throw that out, okay? All right. Perhaps it's more like imagining a world that enables you to be you with unabashed freedom and comfort. <laughs> comfort. <laughs> Look. Look around at the oldest person in your family. Mm-hmm. How they living? Where they living? And this may be the best time during this gem to take a moment of respectful silence for two indisputable truths. Black and brown people are dying far greater from Rona and old mm-hmm. folks at a far greater rate mm-hmm. from Rona. So, our black and brown elders are being taken away from us in mass. Again, and this is the exercise. Holistically, how are the older people around you living? And if it's good, begin to take notes. And I'll end my gem with a bit of um, parabolic policy. The manner of ease, thrivability, (laughs) and inclusion of elders in any society is a direct reflection of the fate of that society. That's my jam. Ooh, that's good. Damn it. Why we do this with them, Nikita? You gotta follow that, money. You gotta follow that. (laughs) 
Ah! Yeah, a couple weeks practice. We had a couple weeks practice. No. <laughs> no, but I, I just feel like they kind of set us up to be injured. I didn't, I'm, I'm not prepared. <laughs> wow. Ebb and flow, my sister. Ebb okay. and flow. I'm like, how am I supposed to? Okay, at first I need to collect myself after that. I feel like so so much was going off in my brain between like Res Gym and your gym, and now I have to. Uh, okay. I well, you know the, the thing before we move from there. What, what you say? I do want to say before. We Nothing. Move go ahead. There, you can go my ahead. My son like saw me planning, like and just thinking about what to do with my mom, and he was like, "I'm glad to see this. Like this lets me know what to do for you." <laughs> he was like, if, if, if my grandma yeah. went in the home, that's where you was going. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to actually hint at. It's like, what we know, I know we're like, okay, this is our world. We got police brutality. We got, you know, hard to find a fucking job. Got to deal with microaggressions, all that bullshit. But at the end of the day, as we age and well, look, me and Red are only in our 40s, but that's when you start thinking about it. You're like, wait a minute. Mm. I know that 20 years can go like that. Yeah. <laughs> so in 20 years, I'm going to be well into my 60s and hitting 70s, right? So what do I need around me to sustain myself? You know, right. what does my community provide for me? You know what I mean? Where I'm not, you know, wanting for much because... Theoretically, I have done some work. I've contributed to the community. <laughs> yeah. You know, so as we think about reimagining police and all these, just reimagining our world, yeah. we can't forget our elders because they literally are a reflection exactly. of where we're all going to fucking wind up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. elders should be able elders should be able to buy land easily so they can, or this should be fun where they can create a community that is conducive to what they want and need at that time. Just put sticking them in nursing homes and these little, you know, whatever. It's like, and our generation, the Gen X generation, you know, we're like, we don't go no motherfucking nursing home. What the fuck? (laughs) I ain't had nobody, I ain't never had nobody say, we want to go to a nursing home at the end. We want to go to a retirement community. (laughs) We want autonomy. You know, and we also mm-hmm. know that even with that autonomy, if we lose some of our faculties, we need people around us that's going to love us and not take advantage of us. And that's real and that's scary. And even as everybody rah rahs in the street, be mindful of your elders because they're scared of your ass when they're trying to cross the street to go to the market on a regular fucking day. So it's really, you're in a, when you're physically vulnerable and everybody's rah rah around you, though the rah rah needs to happen, be mindful of who's around you. Mm. Yeah. Be mindful yeah. for real, y'all, because y'all setting y'all setting the tone for the future, y'all future. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's keep yeah. it moving, y'all. Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, definitely. Got it. Um, you know, it's yeah. it's all those principles, on, like the the Sankofa bird, all of it, mm-hmm. right? It's like we have to know mm-hmm. where we've been to know where we're going, and like even just seeing what my friends who are my age um, are doing with like the high schoolers and the young people here in the city is like the rah-rah has to be youth led, but like elder advised. And that's how we like make, that's how we make sure that our like, like I, it just um, every day I'm like, Angela Davis is still here. Asada Shakur is still here. Like, like they are still here. Like, um, you know, we can't, like, invoke them or, like, wear them on our shirts without actually making sure they're all right. Like, I think 
about like things like the Barbara Smith Karen circle, the Miss Major Caring circle. Like we have to make sure that our elders are okay so that they're they're like living archives. They've seen the waves of these movements. And so like what can we learn from them to make ours like sharper and more effective? Uh yeah. Yes, well, but, they, they just have history. They were there when they were flipping yeah. cars. Like, they just like, listen, exactly. you that car yeah. now. You got to run. On <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, y'all got to have a place where you all convene so y'all not just yeah. running milly milly. You got to, like, yeah. move up. We run in the so-and-so's house when it's time to run. But flip that car, nigga. You know, like, <laughs> we ain't the first, <laughs> this ain't the first generation to be flipping cars. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the elders will tell you how to run and where to run, you know, so the car the day. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, I guess right, me and Nikita, me and Nikita, be on the same wave, even when we're not on the same wave, because my gem is about uh, black folks as culture producers too, and I'm gonna try to do this fast, cause I when I get excited about something, I just nerd out and I go into a, a wormhole, so I'm gonna try to <laughs> do it quickly. But my gem is black roller skaters, um, and specifically how black folks have used roller skating. In the revolution, so. Yes. <laughs> what about Nipa? <laughs> Taking me back. <laughs> so I've been teaching myself how to roller skate, um, and in like learning it, I've also learned like this tradition that Black folks have had of resisting through roller skating. So like ever since the very first roller skating rink opened, and I think it opened in like 1866 in Rhode Island. Um, black people have been pushing for space and like roller skating, right? So mm, pushing for space. Mm, they were like they were obviously like uh segregated because it was right after the Civil War. Um, but <laughs> so as they like progressed and we get into the 1900s, black folks were only allowed into skating rinks on adult night because um their justification for it was. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, like the dance moves that they were doing on the skates, the music they were listening to, it was all like not appropriate for kids, right? Um, and so, uh, so yeah, they had these things called adult night, and we could we still see it till today. Like adult night will be like hip hop night, basically, where they play all the black music, all the black people turn out. Um, and so in the sixties, it started. It started to look less like actual segregation where like you can only come on this night, but they started putting like these rules in place, like no small wheels because small wheels were more popular with the black folks who were doing dance skating. Um, no colorful, uh, no colorful uh, shoes or skates because you know, we had the patterns, the prints, we was fly. So they like banned those. Yeah. (laughs) And we still see the implications of that because if you look now at dance skates, a lot of them are black or white, neutral colors. Um, and more of the street skates are like the cutesy printed patterns. This is all because of racism. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to get, yeah, so, you know, they banned all the things, right? No bell bottoms, no baggy shirts, no white t-shirts, all these things to make sure that black folks couldn't get so into So basically... So eventually it led to this huge divide, right? Where there were like day skaters, which is basically all the crusty white people who were skating in straight lines and the night skaters, which who were like the black people, the dancing, the, the, the flavor, right? And night skate 
got so popular because we know that they love black culture, but not black people that they kept moving up the time that night skate started. So like it used to be night skate start at nine. Then it started at seven. Then it started at four till it got to the point where pretty much all day black people were um, dominating skating rinks. And so I looked it up cause I'm a nerd. 97% of skating rink patrons are black. Like 97, wow. we, we are keeping skating rinks alive in this country. Um, and and, so and this, owning every single one of them. At, like everything, right? Okay. So Dominate the industry. <laughs> Dominating. <laughs> um, so, so then, so then they, the, the divide moved from like indoor skating at the rinks to outdoor skating where the white people basically like street skating, um, skate parks. And so they implemented these same rules to these uh, outdoor spaces that they had previously had in the rinks um, because they, they just we're, we were just so unfuckwittable in the rinks. They couldn't do it anymore. Right. They didn't have a hold there. So so they tried to like they did things like raise the price of skates Um when they raised the price of skates, people started customizing skates and like putting uh, wheels on the bottom of shoes. Mm -hmm. And like now that's the thing, you know, it's like everything they tried to do, black people invented our way out of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so, and this, I just thought this was so cool that like um, the skating rinks were so popular with black people that they actually became a place that uh, hip hop artists uh, would kick off their careers. Like actually, Dr. Dre started as a DJ in a skating rink, um, and and skating rinks were so lit that um, at the height of like the Bloods and the Crips uh, conflict, they called skating rinks like neutral zones. So you weren't allowed to like slang nothing at the skating rinks. You weren't allowed to like roll up on nobody at a skating rink. They were neutral zones. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, Switzerland. Yeah. Switzerland. Exactly. Exactly. They were like, you know, something would be going down and somebody would run to the skating rink because, because it's like nothing happens there. Um, yeah. Oh, so and, we I can't, just, and we can't police oh ourselves. Okay. Yeah. So I have, I have like two more things, y'all. I'm sorry. I know it was like five minutes, but I wanted to go really fast. I just, I'm such a nerd. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So, I wanted to talk about these two people specifically around like uh, skating and um, liberation, right? So, um, like, first of all, like I said, black people have literally changed the way um, skates even look today um, and where certain skates are used because of our resistance to this. But specifically, I wanted to talk about Roller Man, um, who skated um, in 1963. He uh, started on August 17th and skated for 10 days from Chicago to DC to the March on Washington for jobs and freedom. What? Um, and he did this. What? Yeah. Yeah. Not he did this by skating 10 hours a day, um, like 70 miles a day skating. Roller skating. Yeah. Roller skated, roller skating and met his wife and kids at the March on Washington. And, um, and like he was wearing this uh, sign that said, "I'm roller skating for uh, freedom, for civil rights and freedom," right? And it's like he he got to some part of somewhere. I think it was like Indiana, and um, some white people tried to run oh, him no. off the road, and uh, the NAACP 
actually showed up and was like, y'all not going to mess with Roller Man, right? So the NAACP accompanied him for the rest of his uh, his uh, roller skating journey to Washington, D.C. Yeah. So I wanted to shout out Ledger Smith, a.k.a. Roller Man, who roller skated from Chicago to D.C., and also Darlene Anderson, who was the first um, black roller derby skater. Um, and, you know, I was just hyped about that. Uh, roller derby is like hella gay. <laughs> and, and hella yes. white. So, if not all. This, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this black woman had a whole career at like the height of segregation as a black roller derby uh, player. In the in the Hall of Fame for roller derby, in the skating Hall of Fame, um, you know, and she's still she's like what sixties in her sixties, you know, so um, she was nineteen so, at the time, uh, so qualifying she, for so like she got Olympics. To, so she got to knock states. out cameras for free, like on the cheap. Got, like, they paid. To, she they got, paid her to knock out cameras. Yes. <laughs> Throwing them both. Yes, <laughs> they paid. <laughs> Yes, they paid her to be I in said, places. Move, get out the way. <laughs> they were paying Darlene to be in places that black people weren't even allowed in, right? Yeah. Like mm. to play, and they were just like, she was so fast that nobody, mm. nobody could mess with her on that um, rank. Um, and it was just, yeah, she she was like, my teammates were okay. It was the crowd that was like, you know, awful, but. Um, yeah, so I just <laughs> wanted to shout them out, Ledger Smith and Darlene Anderson. And that's my gym. Yo, And the song I just want to pick out a little takeaway I got, especially from Roller Man. And he says, I'm rolling for civil rights and freedom. That's a perfect example of what we were kind of saying earlier. Whatever yours is, this is the whole point. Right. We don't just want to be black. We want to be whatever the fuck we is. Mm, exactly. So whatever that right. is, use that instrument yeah. Your power towards our, our collective freedoms. Yeah. yeah. If you're not sure on what to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we, need we need a break. Yeah. <laughs> we need a break. Good. Oh, I'm so excited. All <laughs> honey, See, honey, they were worried honey. and they both came through with it. I'm not about to play with these. Yeah, kids. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not about to play with y'all. Just be great. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so we're taking a break. Boom. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have we have Nikita and we have Money here. I'm with us from Queer Rock Pod. And this is our uh, second installment of Lights On. Um, and in case it's not clear, Lights On is a fundraising campaign to make sure that your favorite independent queer podcast keep their lights on. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anything you're able to contribute um, to the lights on tier at the uh, your gay aunties patreon at patreon.com slash your gay aunties will be totally split between um, your gay aunties and queer rock pod throughout the entire month of June and with that being said we have some donations <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. oh feel it I'll feel it all right, we have a couple. We have a couple of um, one-time donations, which is great. These people actually sought me out. Like, how can I give one time? Because I can't do like the Patreon thing on every mm-hmm. month. I was like, sure, darling. So first, let me do a shout out to Natalia. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, that's Nat. Huh? That's, that's what? Nat. Nat. That's who? 
special? The, the homie listener. Homie listener friend. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, homie okay. listener, Nat. Nat. <laughs> All right, Nat. Say word. Say word. Um, the, the end. Kenneth. Yes, yes, Kenneth. Thank you. Thank you both for your one-time donation. If any of you um, maybe can't do Patreon but want to give to um, either Lights On or your gay auntie, you can easily do so. Just go Venmo us at B as in boy, B909 creative. That's B909 creative at Venmo. Everything will be in the description. And then we got some more Patreon. Patreon people, our Patreon people. Jenny and Tanya. And people just gonna go through all the things. Exactly. <laughs> thank you, Jenny, and thank you, Tonya, for contributing. And again, you guys, if you want to support your gay aunties, we would much appreciate if you support us by also supporting Queer Walk Pod this month and just go to Lights On. Um, that's one of the tiers on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Wonderful. And this month is also um, Masculine Appreciation Month. Exhale. Exhale. I get so excited. (laughs) Yes, folks. Nikita, put your hand down. (laughs) Where this month we celebrate and highlight all of our masculine of center listeners and loved ones and we have a little bit of a contest I would say (laughs) going Uh on where all you have to do is tag your favorite uh, masculine identified boy (laughs) B-O-I and with the hashtag oh boy right you do that you let us know who they are tell us about them why are they fantastic and wonderful We'll add them to our queue, <laughs> and you can just scroll through all the beautiful boys out there. You know Ray and... got a queue of boys. You know it. <laughs> it's been so long since I had a queue of boys. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so I'm so excited <laughs> to participate. And at a the queue? End, I ain't even got a list. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference between a queue and a list. <laughs> a queue, you have to like, you know, you can you've been picked through. out of the mass of everything else. Just like, mm. you know, yeah, this is the checkoff. Yes. <laughs> the it, shopping list. It has been fantastic. <laughs> if you haven't had a chance yet, go page and check out all of those who have been nominated so far and vote 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 Oh, and speaking of nomination, just real quick thing. So we had some issues when week two nominations. Um, At first we thought someone was hacking us, but now I get a post from Instagram saying that this, the nominations were some sort of harassment thing. I forgot to tell y'all this just literally just happened. So... Make sure when you tag people, you ask their permission. Hashtag consent. People may be indifferent, even though you, you know, in our world, it seems like everybody's out. Trust me, everybody ain't out. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So we're gonna make sure that everyone. Yeah, we're just gonna assume that anyone that you tag now, you've gotten their permission. Please get their permission. So we don't want we don't want your gay aunties, you know, IG account to close down. We worked so hard to get them damn followers. Don't be out and about. <laughs> they not there like that. We know that. <laughs> don't be putting the boys on blast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we try to celebrate here. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and and they will be able to celebrate at, in due time too, but yes. in their time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess one that. Like, All right. So guess a guess a guess a um. A quick thing, um, uh, also in the break is, so we um, here in the gay audience are going to ch- uh, some changes. Two of our interns have moved on to greener pastures. God bless. We love them so. Yes, yes, yes. Because trust me, we would not be here at episode eighty-eight without them. Absolutely. I you. We would not be here <laughs> without them. With I'm that being said. <laughs> You know, I'm not the help. No comment. But with that being said, we are going to need to replace them. So if you are someone who loves this show, who has, well, even more time than all of us have, (laughs) and you have some social media skills, and you want to help your aunties take it further, have some administrative skills, you just want to get in the mix of production we would love your help you know so just dm us uh either twitter or ig or email us at your gay aunt say hey i'm so interested let me know more or i want to know more or fuck it what you want me to do <laughs> we will put you to work and baby we will put you to work baby you know and, we, and yes we write we write letters if you need that you yes. know down the road and shit okay Absolutely. you know we write, we're writing bitches we're writing letters <laughs> With mass superlatives, mass superlatives, and hyperperlatives. All right, all right, here we go. All right, so yeah, so so if you are interested in on in being a JJ Artist Center, please holler at us at anything, all the social medias. Just JJ Artist, JJ Artist, JJ Artist. Your gay aunties is an approved internship site. <laughs> so say your gay aunties. Yes. <laughs> you want to skip red uh, tweet tea and go to the letter? Yeah, we can. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right, so it's time. Well, I do want to say before we skip it what? that every Wednesday yeah. at six o'clock from six to seven, I go live yes. on Twitter and I just answer whatever questions that you all have. Maybe you're not a real long letter writer, just send us a, a DM question. We have had some great ones over the time, and we love answering mm-hmm. them. Say if you need to find out how to get a cue. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Red? Um, we break it up. This, if you don't mind, yes. All right. Um, okay, hope this finds you well. I've been married since 2011. I was 22, she was 32, before the U-Haul moved to another state. I visit, uh, before the U-Haul moved to another state, I visit every weekend for three months straight. Everything had appeared to be good, under control, and that's when I decided to 
is this wrong? <laughs> That's when I decided to stay. I'm not, I'm just, what I'm looking at looks a little wonky. Hold on. <laughs> um, moving my everything, including my only child, to start my new beginning. Once I arrived with everything, I noticed, or I started to notice little things like the compare and contrast of the younger children. Uh, my son was pretty independent while hers were codependent. It was okay with me because I began to teach them so much from confidence building, words of affirmation, etc. We had a rocky start because she came out to her family. Her daughter feared coming out to her and how she would accept her as a ch accept her as her child. I made her feel accepted and welcomed. Can somebody grab the next part while I figure it out? Oh, I found it. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. <laughs> Go ahead. Before, you want me to go? Yeah. Oh, Just until I can open this up. Okay. Um, you guys got it? You want me to get Unfortunately, <laughs> this goes bad after <laughs> two and a half years in a northern state. We relocated to the south. Things became easier. However, the older children weren't ready for the change. So they were not paying bills and the debt went up to over $4,000. So she asked if I could pay it. I told her no. If they made I'm it, she asked. to pay it. <laughs> My wife has a gambling addiction, so her money was gone, was gone, tied up into something. So in return, my wife gambling ain't tied up into something. It's tied up in gambling. <laughs> Don't minimize that shit. It's tied up in gambling. Alright, I'm sorry. Singling out the younger children. My son staying on punishment. I continue to treat all the children equally, but I notice she isn't. When addressing mm -hmm. my issue with that, she brushed it off or um, she would give me the silent treatment. After nine years of being together and eight years of being married, I'm ready for this to end. I'm at the end of my rope with this whole situation. I stayed because of the kid because the kids deserve someone that would be consistent in their lives. Now I'm ready to call it quits and move forward with my life because I feel she is holding me back for my personal growth. Please help me, aunties. Brooke. Okay, Brooke. Yes, yes, and yes. There's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I feel stressed just listening. So, <laughs> right? so where where should we begin? Um, well, it's just I mean I think one thing is attached to everything is the elephant in this room. It's like you're living you're living with someone who has an addiction addiction to be gambler gambling. There you go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And 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 I don't care what the addiction is. All the symptoms is always the right. same. Right. Exactly. You know? And, and your house becomes a symptom, yeah. <laughs> you know, a living, mm -hmm. breathing symptom of their um, addiction. And it's manifesting in the kids and it's manifesting, you know, in her asking you, thank you for asking <laughs> <laughs> for $4,000 fucking dollars. Because <laughs> you got some, I, I, I'm sorry, I just love this line. She um, was gone, was tied up into something like it was some business deal, like it was some legitimate. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. Honestly, like, like she, like that's something that you know she got under control. Like that's something that she do, as if she has it under control. Mm, yeah. It ain't mm -hmm. something. It's call it, call a, you know, call a spade a spade. It's gambling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, I started first at, I was 22 and she was 32. And so then there's older children and younger children in the house that are being treated Mm -hmm. um, unequally. That, that's a, Mm -hmm. a red flag for me. Um, one, I know that sometimes it's difficult to treat your children and somebody else's children the exact same, but if you're not ready to do that thing, don't do this thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you are really like bringing a child into a situation and then telling them they're unwanted. So I think it's Mm -hmm. really dangerous. Um, when you, Tell a child on one hand, all right, we're married now, so we're a family. However, we're not a real family because I'm not going to see you as my child in the way that I see these other children. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. a very, very dangerous game to play. Yeah. I think the thing that's interesting to me about these kind of things usually is that I feel like rarely do these things come as a out surprise. of nowhere. Right. Like earlier, it seems like even earlier um, in the relationship and at the beginning of the letter, they said like, you know, when they were they were doing the weekend visits, and then as soon as they got out there, they were just like, you know, things aren't really like. Shaking out, how mm-hmm. yeah, because weekend village weekend visits aren't life, yeah, that's not life, yeah, that's vacation, that ain't reality. <laughs> and so, it just seems like it seems like Brooke has already had some inklings that there, there are things that are um amiss. And so, I feel like I feel like every time I've been in some trash relationship, like I said, it's never been like, oh my god, where did this come from? It's like you knew you knew this shit yeah. from the beginning, yeah. but there was all these other like I'm sure there's all these other feelings and all these other things that like keep you there. But it seems like again, this isn't a surprise to you, and you um and like you like you kind of had some inkling that this this was just going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's interesting at the end um when Brooke says like you can still care about the children and not be married, right? Like. Like, I don't think that staying in an unhealthy relationship is any kind of good example for um, okay. adults or yeah. children. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can still find a way to be, like, in the kid's life. And it just sounds like this person just needs, uh, they're just not in a place where it seems like they can actually take care of themselves. It seems like they're having a difficult time um, parenting. And it's like, and they don't seem like to be in a place where they can actually be in a relationship because it's not just the gambling but you said that they're also passive aggressive and it's like you can't be in a healthy relationship and even begin to work through these issues if your partner is not willing to have any kind of like direct conversation so it seems like you know it seems like you're very well aware of the fact that you know this relationship has run its course and it just seems best for everybody that you like make your exit now do we have a difference and this is just something that i'm i think about and i'm asking you all since you're here do we have a difference of opinion on well just break up if somebody is dating versus like they're married or like if it's toxic just get out either way because she says they've been married for like 10 years no i 
The advice still stays the same, but it's not a, our advice means nothing if you're unable to do that. Because it's been it's been nine years, so you're living in a sense of you're being somewhat complacent in your life. Look, we all do mm. it, and we stick with we stick and 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 do backstrokes in the fucking muck because mm-hmm. we get used to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, <laughs> but you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, you we ain't gonna tell you if you don't fucking know. But you have to. Find where am I gonna take? How am I? How am I gonna take action? When am I gonna take action? Immediately, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but but no, no, but action, but, but action can be reading some books like that's not about. Cause I'm sorry, I just want to I'm, don't. Okay, your wife is what she is, but don't be putting all on her if you ain't making no motherfucking moves because then she's gonna become an excuse. Mm. The kids are going to become an excuse yeah. for your inability to help yourself. Yeah. And if you... Yeah. If you say that she's holding you back from your personal growth, then that's a whole nother... <laughs> Dang, I should do with her, honey. You holding <laughs> yeah. back from your personal growth. And it, <laughs> it still keeps you in relation, right? Like, res- resenting somebody is still not leaving. Like, you, it just keeps you in relation to them. Um, and, but I, I, so y'all got there. My, my thing was, um, you know, like the, I see couples all the time in sessions. So I'm like, what are you actually asking? Right. So she, she, it's really no ask in the letter. Um, and, but the, the natural conclusion to come to is this relationship is not working. It hasn't been working for a while. Right. Um, and I think it's like, it's no coincidence that she's someone who like hasn't, well, they, I don't know, well, hasn't left, um, their wife because, uh, of exactly what Hanifa said earlier, the way any addiction becomes a family problem, right? So, so you need the person who's gonna like essentially hold down the fort while this addiction is completely unchecked, right? So yeah. you're the person taking care of the kids. You're the person making sure the bills are paid. You're the one probably still going to work and keeping everything, like, afloat. Um, and, I mean, I have, yeah, I have my thoughts about that, like, from, like, personal experience. But, mm-hmm. like, you, 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 were, you were probably sought out for those very same, like, mm. um, characteristics your, that you have for, that for your services for right, your services right. keep my yeah. life together yeah i need someone to keep my life together because my yeah. life is not together this is your girlfriend right talking. your wife right yeah right okay exactly. yeah and, yeah and not for nothing not for nothing brooke this is the time because if you were like her at 2020 you would must be going to your status return you have to be going to your status return yeah okay yeah. Use the momentum of your Saturn's return mm-hmm. to get the fuck you and your kids out of there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's eclipse season. Moon is in Aries. It's now. Ooh, it's now. Stuck in this quarantine. <laughs> Aries is the action what sign. Did it's say? the first sign it's of the zone. Anifa said immediately. As soon as your city opens up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people think that relationships are the best. Uh, like set up for kids to grow up like healthily, but it's actually um, like consistency, nah. consistency and stability that keeps um, like kids right okay. And so they don't have that with somebody who's um, gambling out of control. So right, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Brooke. Yes, thank you for your letter. <laughs> and if you all want to send us a letter, you gay aunties at gmail dot com. 
Please do so. Yada, 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 bing, bong. We're going to wrap this up. This has been an incredible show. Absolutely. Yo, yo, yo. And I can't wait. We're going to be on their show yes. um, next um, Sunday. Um, and we'll let you know when that is. But with that being said, we got to wrap it up, y'all. My name is... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's your turn already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, then fine. I read Summer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wouldn't even want to lead us. I'm Nikita. Uh, and I'm Money. And you can find us at Queer Walk Pod on all the things. Oh, yes, and all the things. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. That was a proper wrap up. <laughs> and we are your gay aunties. Gay aunties. <laughs> and cousins. And cousins. 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 Bye, babies. All right, y'all. Bye, babies. Bye. <laughs>